0: Welcome to The Bridge, the official podcast for the University of Maryland, Baltimore School of Pharmacy Patients Program. The Patients Program is the bridge between the community and researchers. The Patients Program created this partnership to help researchers listen to the community's voice in order to build a bridge to an effective learning healthcare community. Here's your host, Rodney Elliott.
1: Well, we're here today on The Bridge Podcast. I'm Rodney Elliott, um, Engagement Specialist with the Patients Program, host of The Bridge Podcast, and I'm talking again with a good friend of mine, also one of our leaders in the community in that mental health space. She was an awesome guest for us with Patients' Day uh, back in October, and now she's joining us to talk about a topic that is familiar to our community And uh, possibly share some tips on how folks can deal with and uh, manage and recognize and notice things that are related to the holiday blues. Um, I'm talking to none other than Jennifer Pope. She is the author and founder of the Pope's Foundation. And um, I would call her an expert uh, in the mental health space. Does that seem fair, Jennifer? Ooh, expert. Um, I would say I'm experienced. I don't know why. You know what? I like that because, again, when we're talking about our community members and our partners and our researchers, again, we literally say, hey, you guys are experts in your field. You guys have that lived experience and you do have lived experience in that field. And um, again, when you're out and about sharing your knowledge on the uh, the topic or the, or the term mental health, uh, I believe you're one of those folks that, you know, have that. Expertise, so to speak.
0: And we're, we're forever learning. Everything is changing. Things are all constantly changing. So we're always in a sense of student. So, you know, we're always learning about the new nuances in our field. So, yeah, I was seeing experience,
1: experience. I like that approach. Again, things are always changing, so you have to always learn. And I know back in the day when holiday season came around, there was a lot of, uh, man, like, how do you say, uh, pressures like pressures in the air or, or, or pressures in the, in the community and society when it came around the holiday season. And folks sometimes um, internalize that and it manifested into who knows what. We're talking about holiday blues. Um, Jennifer, if you could just talk to us a little bit about holiday blues, what it is, and to be quite honest, talk about what are some of the common triggers um, for holiday blues and why do they affect people differently?
0: So the holiday blues would most likely be defined as those feelings of sadness or being overwhelmed or anxiety. Yep. So it'll be the holidays. It usually kind of can pick up around maybe the beginning of November, you know, carrying over from Thanksgiving into Christmas and into the New Year. Um, and these feelings can ever have so many different. Our culture in this country is to you know be to be gift giving, um, joyful, and you know. But you know, everyone is not in a position to always do that. Yeah, um, you know, personal struggle that you're going through. Um, so when we are able to kind of meet that mark or that bar, um, it could cause internal feelings of disappointment, sadness. Um, then, you know, everybody's family structure is the same. Yeah. So, you know, but if you have a tumultuous family or if you have a family who is in a crisis, you can experience a lot of loneliness during the holidays too. So um the holiday blues is is There is many different scenes of holiday blues. Um but, you know, and it's it's as a society, we often see that um, our communities are impacted greatly around this time. And then, you know, once you end a little bit of maybe seasonal
1: depression, you
0: get darker earlier. Oh, man. All those things kind of, you know, can pop.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jennifer. I appreciate that talking about that seasonal depression. And one thing you just talked about was the whole getting darker earlier. Um, here, my office is downtown, and I don't have any windows in my office, but I typically can get up and walk around a little bit and maybe walk out to go to lunch or even I sometimes may even walk and go to one of my offices here um, where I get a look at a window and I can see outside a little bit. So I understand that whole seas- that, that whole season, depressional piece you're talking about. Um, you know, we talked about the holiday blues. We talked about um, what it could look like because of all the pressures, Starting around November, you got Thanksgiving, folks are in that giving space. Some folks may not have the means to give, and that could be a little pressured. How can one differentiate between feeling holiday stress and then experiencing a more serious mental health issue during this time?
0: So, you know, the holiday stress is something that is temporary, it, temporary. it's very short lived, um, you know, and, it, and it's uh, situational again, and it's still under. On- yeah. Uh, however it can you can look at the gauge of is this something that I feel during this time of year or is this something that I feel more often than not? Okay. Um, so is this, you know, affecting your day to day life. Um it's you till that you know you are not meeting the goals or the, the mark for yourself uh personally in your career or you know in education if you're a student. Um, that's when you know it's it's time to kind of see professional assessment actually a meet across criteria um for uh, a mental health illness issue or
1: disorder. I like that. I like how you put that. you know, it it kind of makes you think of it as is this something that happens towards the end of the year? like you said that November, um December, January time, or does this happen in the summertime? Does it happen? you know, any other parts of the year, that could be a um, a, a flag, a red flag, so to speak, so folks can, uh, you know, stay on top of that. I mean, you and your profession being one of a mental health, I would say with a lot of expertise, I'm not going to call you an expert, I want to put that out there, but internally I'm going to call you an expert. Um, do you have any strategies? Are there any specific strategies or coping mechanisms that um, folks can use that can help them manage during the holiday blooms
0: um absolutely so one thing you can do is plan ahead. okay um, that are kind of just running into oh i'm going to wing it uh for the holidays make a plan uh make a plan to be really uh appreciated when you celebrate it you know you're going to experience some level of joy kind of make it a solid plan i'm going to be here like, this friend's house or this relative's house or helping in this organization about it, you know, more than she will bring you happiness and joy, plan ahead to, to do that over the holidays. Um, another thing is to understand your expectation. People often believe that your holidays are supposed to be perfect. Like, they're the perfect dinner, your decorations have to be perfect, your no. gift. Like, you know, and that's just it's not realistic. You have to, no. you know, uh, leave some room for. Mistakes leave some for, um, you know, uh, the interpretation of what you feel is good for you, and what somebody else might feel is good for them, and that can differ, and that is okay. Um, another thing is to stay active. I know that it's cold, so I don't know <laughs> <times>. <laughs> um but you know, moving around, get, getting a healthy level of movement is important around this time of year, um, so kind of you know. I know we want to stay snuggled up against the, the the fireplace, and that's fine, but it shouldn't be for the whole holiday season. Go out, go see the lights, go, you know, enjoy the different uh, festivals and yeah. activities that they have for the holidays. Like, don't be sedentary. Gotcha. Um, but also. You know, acknowledge your feelings too. You know, if you are feeling down or if you're feeling overwhelmed, you can actually, you know, give it a name, give it a title, and share that with a close friend or uh, uh, a relative or a cop that, that you have. Because this is the time where you don't want to be secluded, you don't want to isolate yourself. Mm. But if you are kind of, you know, struggling or feeling away
1: about something, you should share it with somebody. You You talk about setting boundaries. I learned early on that no is not a bad word, right? So we talk about setting boundaries. How important is it for folks to be able to say, you know what? It's okay to miss this party. It's okay to, you know, not be able to go to this event because your mental space is just, is, is, is important. You want to be, make sure you have the right energy and be charged up to go ahead and tackle The holiday season. So, when we talk about that setting boundaries and saying no, how do folks? Can you can you you give any suggestions for folks to have the confidence and the courage to say, you know what, I'm gonna sit this one out.
0: A part of the saying no is the planning ahead. They kind of planning ahead. Okay, if you know there are certain events that are near and dear to your heart that you want to participate in, you make a plan to participate in those events. Now, granted there'll probably be other things that pop up, you know. Oh, we're having a game, night Or we wanna go to the you know, to see the lights here in, in D C or something. Gotcha. So, yeah. You know, you, you gotta look at where you are on your your stress and social thermometer. And see Social, social thermometer. Way. Stress and social thermometer. Okay. Yeah, you gotta you gotta check in with yourself because, you know, some people can deal a little bit more than others, but you don't wanna over, you know, do it with yourself. We mm-hmm. are constantly running all the time. You don't have any damn time. You don't have any rest. And you are here then everywhere. And then by the time have a season it's over your thoughts. So you know you by planning ahead and saying, okay, I'm gonna go to this ball, I'm gonna go to this family and I'm gonna go to dinner here. No. And just sticking to that when those other things come up, you can politely decline. And saying, you know, I'll, I'll see you in the spring or, you know, something else comes up in the spring, let me know. And, you know, you make a priority and a plan to attend that. Um, But doing it in advance, letting yourself know what a, events and what things you want to attend, what things you want to indulge in, it, it helps a lot. It takes the it takes the stress off, you know, because
1: you already need a plan. For yourself. You mentioned something earlier, and I just want to stay here a little bit. You talked about that social thermometer. Man. That social th- thermometer is something else. I mean, you can plan for an event, you can get prepared for that event, you can have your clothes all set, you can, you know, go get dolled up and haircut, hair done, whatever. You can have your gift that you're bringing, or or or, or your or your or your dish that you're bringing to the event, or your or your bottle that you're bringing to the event, and you get there, and all of a sudden you say to yourself, you know what? I'm ready to go on. I should stay up. I should have stayed home. That social thermometer is something else because it can say one thing when you're starting or when you're prepared, but then when you get there, believe me, I am the big, I have no problem saying, hey, guys, I'm going to go to the bathroom really quick. I'm not lying. I am going to the bathroom. Just so happens the bathroom is at my house. I'm not going to the restaurant bathroom. I'm not going to, like, I'll leave out in a minute if I don't feel like being there.
0: You can't be ghosting your friends. You can't it's a dip off.
1: I tell you what, if my thermometer is low, my energy is low, you'd rather for me to be home because I don't want to be a fly on the wall. I don't want to be the guy with the not jovial attitude. So yeah, I check my social thermometer all the time. And again, like I said, I can always text back and say, hey guys, my bad, something came up. I call it what it is.
0: <laughs> right. You wanna you wanna come with the energy. You wanna come you know be a part of the festivities. And if you're not there, you know you you're not there. Yes. Just, you have to you have to check on with yourself. You have to say, okay, this is this something that you roll the do. Can you, you know, really enjoy attending this event or going to this particular thing
1: and if not stay on. Is it normal for the holiday blues to persist beyond the season and then if it does when might it be a sign that there's more of a chronic issue there or, or 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 something a little bit more can you talk about giving folks advice or tips on recognizing um if that holiday blues extended a little bit longer than what it quote unquote typically should be
0: well like i said it's it's usually a time frame um but if you are feeling fatigued um, overwhelmed stressed uh Feeling like you know you're hopeless, or you feel uh, loneliness. Notice that you're isolating yourself. If you're doing this and you've seen that it's happening more than a few weeks, oh, no. time, consistently been happening for a few weeks, it's time to kind of check. So, um, it's one thing to maybe feel like that for a couple of days, and got to get back to so, you know your normal state, and then maybe two or three weeks later something else might happen. Right, Talk to feel like that again. That's pretty normal. Um, however, if it's consistent for two, three weeks or more at a time, and it doesn't seem to let up, and especially if it increases in intensity or severity, um, uh, definitely check with us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's crucial, guys. Uh, you know, again, you know, we don't want to, um, ignore some of these red flags or ignore some of these feelings. So I think it's important for us to recognize this as well, but also our listeners, if you see this in someone, if you see this in a family member, if you notice this in your coworker or someone like that, I think it's important to kind of have a conversation with them or maybe pull them to the side and, you know, just check in on them. You know, we talk about that social th- thermometer, you know, check in on them, see how they're doing, see how the holiday was, you know, what did they do? And I think if you have conversations with folks and you discuss what they did over the holiday, maybe there could be some hints in there that could help you recognize it, maybe point something out to them because, if I'm wrong, sometimes you can be in the holiday blues yourself and not know it, right?
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. yeah. Sometimes you can be right in the end and don't realize that you're in it. It takes someone else to kind of shine a light on you. Or say, hey, have you noticed this? You say, oh, no, I didn't notice because you're actually in it. So having those your friends and family, you know, co-workers that you're really close to, uh, yeah. To say, hey, you know, is everything okay? You've been kind of off lately, and whatever that. That, that is important. All right.
1: Yeah, that yeah.
0: uh, I think another thing that I, I just want to mention that is it, is is huge, <laughs> and I know people always will like go go toe to toe with about this. And okay, I, I'm I'm standing on what I say. For <laughs> daytime, celebratory time, anytime we celebrate. One of the things that are always incorporated in celebrations, not, not just holidays, like birthdays, gatherings, like, you know, graduation, whatever, is alcohol. Alcohol. But this is the thing. I want people to keep in mind: oh. Alcohol is a depressant. So if you are already experiencing some seasonal depression, if you're already experiencing the holiday, you spike in your anal, you take in those shots, that is not yeah. Um, so be mindful of how you indulge. Even um be mindful about overeating. And of course, you know we had all the good stuff for Thanksgiving, you know, all the good stuff for, for Christmas. We got turkey, and pies, and all of that. Stuff, all the things. But also, you know, keep a you know um, an eye on how much you're intaking. You know, like, are you sitting there eating the whole Sitting there, we drinking of drink you know if a gallon of alcohol or three bottles of wine, like this is the time to kind of make sure that you can't participate, but your overindulgence can become an issue.
1: Yeah.
0: As to be, you know, issues that you already have, especially if, like I say, you already have some mental illness going on already, or if you are um, trying to, you know, cope with the feelings that you're having, maybe loneliness or with depression, you adding
1: alcohol is not healthy. Jennifer, that's a good point because again, you talked about the festivities that will be going on throughout the holiday season and alcohol is a component of that. And, you know, um, on my route to work, I drive up and down 95, interstate 95 here in Baltimore, and I'm starting to see the signs already up on top that says, you know, you know, um, It may something, you know, be safe. Obviously, don't text and drive, but it also says, hey, holiday season, you know, watch your intake, you know, drinking and driving is elevated during this time of the year, you know. And I tell you what, one thing that's going to definitely put you and keep you in holiday blues is the old blue lights coming behind you and police pulling you over for, you know, overindulging when you're driving. So that is a key point that we need to be aware of that alcohol during the holiday season, but particularly in general, overindulging it and never drinking drives. drive. So thank you for, for, for sharing that, Jennifer. Um, before we get out of here, Jennifer, I got maybe one or two more questions I wanna to talk to you about. And um, the first one is gonna be in reference to social media, right? Social media is here, it's here to stay. It isn't going anywhere. What role does social media play in Exacerbating or mitigating holiday blues, and how can one navigate that impact? Is that a fair question to ask for one? And then also, is that is that real? Is that a real thing?
0: Managing your intake of social media, all kind. is important to having a uh, social, uh, having a healthy level of mental health because what we tend to see on social media is all of the highs. Mm-hmm. Most people don't post the lows. <laughs> Um, most people don't post, you know, the process of how they get to things. So what a lot of people will often do is be on social media and compare what they wow. see versus what they have. And then it's like, oh, I'm not married yet, or oh, I didn't get that car yet, oh, I haven't graduated yet, or um, I'm not where I want to be and I'm I'm up to start 30, you know, and, and you start to put these negative thoughts into your head and that internalized. Really start to feel the feelings, quote unquote. Yeah. So, <clears throat> social media during the holidays is um, something we have to be conscious of <laughs> because what'll happen is you'll be doing something like just scrolling, and anybody who you know has their phone, or tablet, you on know, TikTok, you might have been TikTok for hours and not even know it. <laughs> just yeah. going down the rabbit hole, but those images that you're intaking those things that you're hearing on a you know pretty consistent basis for a period of time you start to kind of you know internalize that i mean if you listen to uh holiday music for hours straight you probably would be in the holidays period you know you probably would be still a festive and joyful. um when you see you know oh you know this happened to this family, or, and then this, and you know, and, and it's kind of compiled on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Everything is, you know, it changes your mood. It changes your outlook. It changes your perception. And then that in turn, you know, will affect how you deal with people. Um, And it can become a challenge. It can become very addictive as well. Yes. Yeah. So you have to, you know, again, checking in with self, saying, okay, you know, Instagram, Oh, well, i minutes in it, so I
1: put the phone there. I know phone has that app. You can literally go on and look on your phone and see how much screen time you've used today and where that screen time is. Um, you know, I know I have uh, put in some boundaries for myself that I found helpful that have helped me, like, at night. Like, I don't scroll no more to bed anymore because it just kind of keeps me up longer than it should be. So, you know, I said, okay, I'm about to go to bed at 10, 11 o'clock. Let me go ahead and cut this social media stuff off an hour or so before that kind of helps me as well and you talked about getting in the holiday spirit yeah uh, listening to music a long 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 time ago um i heard this uh saying and it basically said like music is the only thing that you cannot prohibit from entering into your spirit and when i heard that i okay fine i went down a rabbit hole and started and a little bit more and that's exactly I I, I I totally believe that hundred percent because when I want to get pumped up playing basketball, I put this put on some music that's gonna pump me up. When I kinda just wanna chill out and maybe I'm cleaning the house or doing something, I put on something low, and just kind of keeps me nice and mellow. On Sunday morning I get up, I put some gospel stuff on to kinda get me in the spirit. So that definitely is true. And I'm pretty sure something around that philosophy may have been the starting point for you, again, to write your book. Talking about music is my therapy by Jennifer Pope. If you don't have that book, I hope you guys get opportunity to get it, pick it up because it's a step by step tool that can help you understand the importance of how music affects your attitude, so and affects your energy level, and it it affects your social thermometer. Jennifer, last question would be: is if you're giving people opportunities to or advice to maybe use music as a therapy to help you through holiday blues. How could your book or how could music help folks navigate the holiday blues?
0: Well, one way to do that is to pick songs that you like you say help you feel jovial, get you in the mood. A lot of people usually decorate their Christmas tree to holiday music and something yeah. the Christmas lights, yeah. the holiday music and songs. Um uh, you want to listen to music that, you know, is like I said, festive, is jovial. Um that can also be a little shift if you feel like I'm not quite in, you know, listen to all of the Christmas guy. With, with and Carey, uh, and just get you there some some uh, in, in some ways. Or you know, I really love the Temptations, "Out of Night." Yeah, that's a classic. The classic it is a classic. Then I also like you know the Chipmunks, uh, "Jingle Bells." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends, but I mean just listening to to music in in totality. When you are trying to uplift it it's it's um, a very uh, reliable method that you can use on a day-to-day basis. Yes, and my book kind of shows you how you can uh, use the music as a tool to help you cope. Use music as a tool for improving your mental health, um, but also, you know, we already use music as you know, find an entertainment. Yeah, uh, a, a tool to help you stay healthy.
1: Thank you again, Jennifer, for taking the time out today to chat with us, talking about um, handling, dealing with, and maintaining throughout the holiday blues season. Um, she talked about planning. You got to have a plan during the holiday season. Talk about recognizing your social thermometer, setting your boundaries. And then if it does extend beyond the holiday season, you know, recognize those things and have an open ear and open heart to uh, listening to some of your family members and friends who notice a shift and also... If you notice the shift in someone, having have it be courage to confidence to go up to them and start a conversation with them to see where they are. So, Jennifer, as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to talk with us today.
0: Thank you for listening to The Bridge Podcast. To learn more about the Patients Program, visit our website at www.patients.umaryland.edu.